0: What's going on? Uh, My name is Zach and this is a Humble Opinion, Uh, a sports podcast I just created and really just kind of delving into the different stories of sports and hopefully provide some humor, the occasional smart thing uh, and just a different opinion. Hopefully there's a little bit of a change up than everything else. My goal is not to regurgitate everything that you're hearing on podcasts but more, just to give you something completely new, new premise, uh, new voice to hear and uh, hopefully a little bit of a different perspective. So we'll see how it goes this is episode one or zero or double zero i don't really know how it works in this podcast game but uh it's the very first one i don't know if this will ever see the light of day but if it does and you're lucky or unlucky enough to listen to it uh thank you so much sit back relax like subscribe do whatever you need to do but uh we got a hell of a doozy uh for you to start this is this episode is uh, a humble opinion, my humble opinion, why I think Mike Mayock is to blame for the Raiders Antonio Brown saga. So, if you have no idea what I'm talking about right now, no worries. I dive in deep. I give you all the details in the podcast. So, sit back, relax, enjoy, and cue that music. <laughs> welcome, 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 everybody. So. Uh, episode 1, like I said, why Mike Mayock is to blame for the Raiders' AB saga. What an absolutely insane last 48 hours it has been for any NFL fan. If you're a Raiders fan, I'm so sorry. If you're a Pittsburgh fan, fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Seriously, though, Pittsburgh has must be rolling right now. What a change of events. So for anybody who has been living under a rock for the last couple of days and has no idea what's happening, let me give you a 30-second rundown, okay? Okay. So uh, wide receiver, Antonio Brown, arguably one of the best in the league for sure. Whoever you talk to, he's a top five receiver, but uh, he comes with, you know, a little bit of baggage. He was in Pittsburgh for, I believe, nine years, um, had some huge seasons there, but uh, was not short drama. It all kind of started for Antonio. He had a big problem uh, with Pittsburgh's quarterback, Big Ben, uh, Mr. Ben Roethlisberger, Um, really just the relationship kind of fractured and fell apart from not being invited to Big Ben's house, which sounds ridiculous, but it's actually a reason that he said uh, not being invited to his house uh, to not getting enough targets. There was a new wide receiver that came in that was younger, that was taking some of the targets because all the double teams and such on AB anyways, he just wasn't happy. He wasn't really excited about uh, the situation that he was in at Pittsburgh and he wanted out. So uh, Pittsburgh uh, after some serious, uh, Attempts at damage control said fine you want out we'll get you out we're gonna trade you uh one rule though we're not trading you to the Patriots because they're just too damn good again for anybody who's been living under a rock when it comes to sports for the last I don't know 20 years uh New England Patriots are the most dominant sports franchise of all time uh they have won a ridiculous amount of championships I believe they're up to six or seven now uh their head coach Bill Belichick is an absolute wizard I put him at the same realm as, like, Gandalf and Jesus Christ. Um, we have Tom Brady, who is affectionately known as the GOAT. Best to do it in his position. Six rings. Absolutely beautiful human being. He's my boy. So, um, our rivals with Pittsburgh, we kick the shit out of them almost every year. Knocked them out of countless playoff games. So, they said, there's no way we're sending you to Pittsburgh. We'll send you anywhere else, basically, but there. They end up making a deal with the Raiders. The Raiders pick him up. They make a trade for not a lot. Raiders give up a third and a sixth round pick. They get a generational wide receiver on their team. Everybody's happy, right? Pittsburgh's gone with their, you know, all their baggage. Oakland gets a brand new receiver. Life is gravy. Everybody's everybody's good. We got exactly what we wanted. Now, the drama starts. Uh, just before uh, trading camp opens up, there's a report that comes out that Antonio Brown has somehow injured. Is that he's injured? He's hurt. He has a foot injury. We don't really know how, but it's just, he's, he's injured. He's not really ready to practice. Uh, Oakland's be very tight lipped. And eventually it comes out that what he did is he basically froze the shit out of his biscuits in a crouch therapy chamber. Um, he wasn't wearing the proper footwear. Obviously he went in there. For those of you that aren't familiar with Crouch therapy chambers, they're basically used for athletes um, for recovery. They're very cold. You know, Joe Rogan talks about them all they're very popular you know, they're very cold. You go in there, they freeze the shit out of your muscles. It helps you with recovery and and that. So he uh, does that, doesn't wear the little footies that you're supposed to wear, freezes the bottom of his feet. And as Antonio Brown put it, uh, his feet were circumcised, his feet were castrated, something like that. I, I don't know how accurate that is, <laughs> but those are the words that he used. Uh, so uh, that happens, you know, uh, Oakland is uh, handles it very well. They say, listen, yeah, you know, this is a serious injury. We stand by him for that, um, you know. So uh, that happens. He gets through that. Then we find out that the helmet that Antonio Brown has worn for the last nine years is now all of a sudden no longer approved. So he has to change his helmet. Now, this causes a huge problem for AB because he basically um, – you know, well, listen. you know, you play with one piece of helmet, you look through one kind of face mask, you, you're used to this one thing for your entire career, you've been very successful with that on your head. And uh, he ends up uh, not being able to use that anymore. So there's a problem, you know, he tries to get it approved. And then he reaches out to the fan base for a helmet and he's trying to sneak on with his old Pittsburgh. It's a fucking nightmare. But again, uh, Oakland stands by him. They say, listen, you know, he and I agree with them. You know, he has a right. It's his it's his head. It's his neck. Uh, you know, we want him to be able to go away and do the appropriate research so that he feels good and he's comfortable with what he's wearing, uh, which, again, I, I think is the right approach. I think that Oakland handled both of those things well. So you would think, right, after those two things um, happening and, you know, all of the problems that he has caused, that Oakland has gotten through it and that AB is going to um, kind of whip into shape and show up and, okay, preseason's done, all the bullshit's over with, we can start the season. But No. So, uh, you know, AB's feet heal up. We figure out the helmet, and then what happens? Then he starts. He misses a couple of days. So he, I believe, misses one walkthrough, uh, and he also misses a practice. This is happening as he's dealing with the whole helmet issue because obviously he can't play if you don't have a helmet. So, what does the brilliant general manager Mike Mayock decide to do? He decides that it would be a good idea to send it to first of all find Antonio Brown. And then also to send him a letter basically saying, hey man, you better figure you should, you better get your shit together or we will continue to do this, which will allow us to then void your guaranteed money. So, you know, snap up, basically, is what Mike Mayak is saying. Now, for any other player, for most other players, you'd be fine. You'd send them that letter. They'd pay the fine. They'd be like, hey, sorry, man, won't happen again. You know, might have a little discussion with the coach. Be like, hey, listen, you know, my bad. I'm, I'm ready to turn a new leaf or whatever. Or they won't say anything. They just pay the fine because it's literally like 1% of what the dude's going to make in an entire year. And that's it. We, we keep moving. Uh, but no, that's not what happened. Antonio Brown decided it would be a really good idea to take that um, letter that he was sent and post it on Instagram saying something along the lines of the devil is a lie. Uh, everybody got to pay this year. Um, you know, basically like, ah, oh, my team doesn't got me. It's it's all on me. So that basically descends everything into chaos. He ends up getting into a very serious verbal altercation with the GM, threatens to pummel him in the face or punch him in the face, uh, calls him a cracker, takes the football, punts it down the field, basically says, find me for that. Um, so, which then basically after all of this, you know, uh, Raiders are radio silent. Mike Mayock comes. He gives a 30-second interview after this happens, basically saying, yeah, you know, AB's B's not here today, but we'll figure it out. Um, you know, once we have more updates for you, we'll let you know. So we're all kind of wondering what's going to happen, right? Like, maybe he will be suspended. He probably won't play week one. And then all of a sudden, the fucking bomb drops uh, that he gets dropped from the Raiders. So – uh a whole bunch more happens after that but let's just stop it there and let's talk about that situation now if you're the oakland raiders right here's the deal they hired if you don't know who mike mayock is he used to be on the nfl network he's kind of a prickly dude he's really a take no bullshit very straightforward stern kind of guy like fall in line you know it's kind of my way or the highway situation um football teams and sports teams in general can be run different ways in my opinion. You know, that can certainly be effective. If you get the right group of guys, who's going to respond to that. Uh, Antonio Brown is not that group of guys. So just to get into like why I really believe Mike Mayock is the one that screwed this up. Um, John Green has a great relationship with Antonio Brown. That was evident in hard knocks. You know, AB actually went up to him at a point there and just said, Hey man, like, you know, you've kind of had my back this whole way. Thank you. Thank you for being loyal to me. Like, you know, I got you. Like, you know, thank you. Thanks for sticking with me and and not throwing me under the bus. Um, like Mike Mayock did when he said, hey, you know, it's got to be – it's you either got to be all in or all out in week two of the preseason. Bizarre. Um, but anyways. So Mike Mayock decides that after all of this happens, right, you have all this stuff. and So he tells A.B. that yeah, you got to be all in or all out. And he thinks what Mike Mayock wants to do is he wants to alpha dog A.B. He wants to show AB while I'm the boss. I make the fucking rules around here, and you're going to listen to me. You're going to do it my way. You're going to do it the Raider way. And listen, they hired Mike Mayock to change the culture in Oakland because their culture was terrible. Um, But you have to understand the type of player that you have, okay? If you think that after all the stuff that happened with Pittsburgh, how him getting into these constant conflicts with either the quarterback, you know, Ben Roethlisberger or Juju Smith-Schuster, who was the wide receiver that he was kind of competing with – Um, you know, he does not take shit from anybody in AB's mind. He is the king. He is the best and they are. And everybody else around him is out to get him. Nobody's got AB's back, but AB. And I'm not saying that this is the case. I'm saying that this is how Antonio Brown thinks about it, but nobody, you know, everybody has it out for him. Nobody has AB's best interest in mind, but him. So he has to make sure that every time that he walks into the room or into any situation that he looks out for himself. Well. Um, Mike Mayock having the fucking bright idea to find AB and r- write him this stupid ass strongly worded letter basically saying like hey man you better watch out or we're gonna you know there's gonna be more of this to follow was literally the worst thing you could do for a guy like AB here's what I would do you know and in my vast experience of being on the NFL network and of running teams obviously none of that has happened I'm being sarcastic there um, you know A guy like AB, he has to know that you actually have his back, that you're a guy, that you're in it for AB, not in it for you. Because here's the thing, Mr. Mike Mayock. um, It's not about the players submitting to you. It's not about the players going, oh, yeah, Mike Mayock's the boss. I better listen to him, in my opinion. If I look at it from the opinion of a team owner, it's about winning fucking football games. Like, let's not get it twisted. If your goal is to change culture in your team – you do not bring on a guy like Antonio Brown. What are you thinking? There's a reason that you were able to get him for a third and a sixth. It's because most of the other teams didn't want him because he came with too much baggage. So you're going to tell me that you're planning on bringing a guy like Antonio Brown in, for sure the most disruptive, troublesome player in the league right now, potentially one of the most uh, disruptive players to their teams of all time. He's blown up two teams in the span of like six months. Um you're going to bring that guy into your team, and in four weeks of preseason, through letters and fines, a stronger word to find that you're going to whip that dude into shape before you've even played one snap, before you play one snap with that guy. That's going to be your mentality. That's the precedence that you're going to set as a general manager, Mike Ma'am, to your star player, okay? We're not talking about frickin' Keelan Doss or whatever, some young wide receiver who's unproven. We're talking about Antonio goddamn Brown. One of the best wide receivers to ever do it. Probably a Hall of Famer if he can get his shit together and win a few more games and get some stats. So he is your LeBron James, okay? If LeBron James is late for a photo shoot at Nike and Nike goes, hey, man, LeBron, I know you've had some tough times. Um, you know, you're, you've had a, you had – you miss a photo shoot or two. Uh, you're going to get a letter in the mail from us. Like let us know when you receive it. And then he opens that letter and it's like this bullshit, strongly worded letter from Nike being like, hey man, you know that behavior is not gonna fly. We need to make sure that you know you're on time and that you're at these things. Uh, if if that's the way LeBron's gonna go to Nike and say, hey, guess what, Nike, fuck you, I'm out of here. Like, <laughs> you think that you can send me this letter? To try find me money. You know how much money I make, you guys. Antonio Brown was Oakland's LeBron James, and they completely fucked that up. And if I was the owner, Mark Davis, I would be seriously considering seriously considering firing Mike Mayock at the end of this year unless a goddamn miracle happens this season because Mike Mayock was the guy that signed off on bringing Antonio Brown in and he is the one that pushed Antonio Brown right the fuck out of the door because of his pride if I was Mike Mayock in that situation and again you know this is, the podcast is called A Humble Opinion I understand that I do not have the same sort of level of experience as Mike Mayock but if I just look at it from a common sense perspective right? You just look at it. How, you know, how would I do this just on a human to human person to person level? Here's what I do. You know, let's run through all, all of the situations and I would love to hear from anybody who is listening to this, you know, what you think of this strategy. Cause this is what I would do if I was having to manage Antonio Brown, right? Uh, You know, let's say, so the feet thing happens. They handled that well. The helmet thing happens. They handle both those things well with the exception of Mike Mayock being like, you gotta be all in or all out. Dude's trying to find a fucking helmet. He's an eccentric cat, Obviously, he's very unique in the way that he does business. you got to just kind of ride that A.B. wave. So, you know, he misses those games, right? I'm not saying that it was bad to do the fines. I was saying the letter was the problem. And I think that if Mike Mayak doesn't send that letter, Antonio Brown is still on the Raiders. Um, Because that letter showed A.B. that the Raiders don't give a fuck about him. They're going to treat him just like everybody else. And he is not going to be their guy. So why would he even try? you know, listen. So, if I was John Gruden or I was Mark Davis, uh, I would be absolutely livid at, at Mike Mayock. Um, you know, John and AP had an absolutely phenomenal relationship, a- and uh, like, just imagine being John Gruden. You walk into work the next day, and this dude is completely blown up your team because he felt the need to find a guy. So, anyways, uh, let me get back to my original point. Sorry, I'm all kind of all over the place here. So, if I'm Mike Mayock, he misses a couple. You know, he misses the practice, he misses the walkthrough. Here's what I do. I'd still find him. But with a guy like A B, like you gotta call him into your office. You gotta do that shit in person. You gotta find him in person. You gotta go listen, A B, man. You know, I know it's been kind of a tumultuous start, bro. It, it, you know, you've had a lot of different stuff going on from the feet to the helmet to whatever. You've been all over the news and all that. Um, here's the thing, man. We have a code of conduct policy. This is the way that we do it. You know, the way that we handle our discipline is fine. I know in Pittsburgh you guys probably didn't do that. Um, but you know, this is just it's very standard. This is not a personal thing. Um, you know, it's just due to those days that you missed what we signed off for, from the very beginning. So, um, you know, there, there is a fine associated with that. Just like we talked about when you signed your contract, and like we talked about in, in training camp and that is not a unique thing. Most, most teams do that. That shouldn't be a foreign concept to a guy like AB, but you got to go, listen, yeah, you know, I know that you have all of this shit going on right now, man. but we still got you. So I just wanted to make sure that I brought you in to explain to you that this is not, um, you know. That, that this is <laughs> that, that this is not a personal attack on you, that this is not something that we've conjured up to like, because you fucked up too much. Like none of that shit. This is just literally, you missed a couple of practices. Like this is what it costs. So, um, and those are the funds associated with that. Now let's say that he absolutely flips his lid or we can't go back in time and prevent Mike Mayock to sending that letter. And he already does. And AB flips out on you and tells you that he's going to hit you in the face. He's going to he punch a football down the field. Just fine me for that. As a GM, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, if your goal is to win football games, like you gotta swallow your f- pride. Like, and you gotta get A B back in your office. You gotta go, okay, listen, man. You gotta get John Gruden in there, you gotta get Mark Davis in there, you gotta get the team captains in there, you gotta get everybody in there, and you gotta sit A B down. And you go, listen, man, I don't know what what happened. Like, I don't want there to be tension between us. Like, did you misread something from the letter? Like, you know, look, this is a formality. This is something that we do for everyone. We were, you know, and Listen man like I know that you have these fines you know there's like a $50,000 fine that you makes $30 million a year so you know that's not lost on me that it's a little ridiculous his reaction to the fine but it, it doesn't change the fact that that was his reaction and that's what you're dealing with so you know you have to be able to come to to go to him and say hey um listen man like I don't know why you I don't know if you thought this was maybe like a personal attack on you or if you thought that um, You know, this was something that is like calculate. It's not, man. It's very cut and dry. It's just, you miss these couple of days. That's what the fine costs. And you know what, AB, like, here's what I'll do, man. I know that you have all of the, you know, you've had so much shit happen in the first, you know, fucking four weeks of the season, basically. You know, you've had so much stuff go down. You've, you've had so many things happen. Um And you're feeling like this fine is just like the icing on the cake, like, fuck my life, I can't win. So here's what I'll do for you, man. I'm not going to wipe this fine off your arm. I'm not going to say, no, you know what, forget about the fine. We're not going to do that. Because I don't feel comfortable setting that precedent for players moving forward. But here's what I will do. I'm invested in you. And I know that, you know, we gave you the contract. We gave you the guaranteed money. Like, I thought that that was going to be a good show of investment. But I feel like you don't feel like we're invested in you. So let me show you that I am. Here's what I'm gonna do. It's still gonna show that you've been fine. It's gonna show that fine got paid, but I'll pay it. I'll pay this 50000 dollars fine, which obviously doesn't cost them anything. Like it's it's not like there was an expense incurred. It it's really nothing. It's the premise, right? I'm just saying, like, listen, bro. I, I know that you've had a lot of stuff happen. You know, I can tell that you kind of are unsure of how this is gonna work out. So let me put my best foot forward here, man. This fund that we sent you, this letter that we sent you, everything that we said in there is true. I'm sorry that you kind of misread it or it came off as something different, but it's a formality. So I have to find you. I, otherwise, I won't be able to find any other player moving forward as long as they make a big stink. And I'm sure you can understand that's not a great precedent for me to set for other players. But I'm not talking about other players, A.B. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you as a player. So here's what I'll do, man. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll pay that fine. I'll pay that $50,000. It'll be coming out of my personal pocket. Um, and we can move on and we can put this fine ship behind us and we can get you back on the field and playing. You got your helmet, your feet are good. Like, is there anything else preventing you from stepping on the field on Monday and absolutely just smacking the shit out of the Broncos in front of everyone? No. Great. Perfect. And let's say for some bizarre fucking reason that Antonio Brown is even crazier than I think, and he doesn't respond well to that. Um, you know, again, like you got to keep going back to the well, like this dude, it's very clear that this guy is all about loyalty. You know, one of the biggest co- complaints between him and Big Ben is that he never went to Big Ben's house, right? Like before the targets, before Juju, before all of that, it was about the relationship first. He's a relationship first kind of guy. That's why he went to the Patriots. The Patriots forged the best relationships and the best loyalty with every single player that they bring on. That's why Bill Belichick is an absolute genius. That's why when you get a guy like Josh Gordon, who can't stay in the league at all, he goes to the Patriots for like three weeks and loves it so much, is so diehard loyal to them, that he signs a deal to say, I don't want to play anywhere else ever. Whether I get suspended, if I ever come back, I'm not playing for anyone but the Pats. This is my fucking home. Like, this is what Bill does. He's up there just playing puppeteer. But anyways. And now let's say that none of that could have happened. That there was some reason that I can't see that all those steps that I la- I've i laid out, you know, talking to him, bringing him in, finding him in person and talking to him about the instead of sending a fucking stupid ass, impersonal, threatening letter to a dude like A, B and thinking that he's going to roll over for you. It, let's say that that can't happen. Let's say, you know, let's say that he still sent the letter. Let's say that there was still the big blow up and he threatened to punch him in the face. Let's say that, you know, you still didn't want to meet with him. Like, you know, and let's say that you're John Gruden. Like even after all of this, A B records a phone call with John Gruden and posts on fucking Instagram. And you hear in that phone call, you know what John Gruden says to A B? He says, So you do wanna be a Raider or what? That's literally the worst question you can ask a guy like A B. You know what I'd ask him? So do you wanna be a Hall of Famer or what? Like, do you wanna like A B doesn't give a fuck about the Raiders? Because the Raiders don't give a shit about him. A B cares about A B. So you need to tap into that. You need to tap into how he thinks. Fuck how you think, Mike Mayock. Fuck that you think that you need to be some all-powerful, all-purpose being. Like, get the fuck out of here. Everybody's got a boss. Your boss is the owner. And if I was the owner, I'd sit Mike Mayock down and go, I'm fucking confused. Is the goal for for players to roll over to you and to be afraid of you and for you to find players that feel powerful? Or is the goal to win fucking football games? Because I'm confused. Like, we're going to Vegas next year, man. We need players like A.B. to really root that team into that place. You know what would be a best fit anywhere is A.B. in Vegas. He'd be going fucking wild. We'd see him on Instagram every weekend. Raiders would get so much publicity. They have the Golden Knights now. They've shown that Las Vegas can support a professional sports franchise. Raiders are next in line, and it's football, baby. That's the biggest sport going. There will be people that travel from all over the country to go watch games there. And now you've lost your LeBron. Who are you going to market? Fucking Derek Carr? Congratulations, man! Congratulations. Um, it's absolutely ridiculous. You know, Mike Mayock thinking that oh, I'm I'm gonna trump AB. I'm gonna be the one that really shows AB that he's actually not hot shit, and he has to listen to me. Man, you're dealing with a guy who blew up a thirty million dollar deal out of principle, out of a, he blew up a thirty million dollar deal over a fifty thousand dollar fine. Okay, we are not dealing in a place that Mike Mayock is used to being, which is you know, logic and reason and, you know, past precedent. No, no, no. You got to write a whole new fucking book for a guy like AB. You got to handle him completely differently than you've handled anybody in the past. And a great coach said it before. I can't, I, I'm blanking on the name of the coach that said it. I'm sure it will be easy to find. But, you know, a, a coach said in the past, I, I'm going to treat everyone fairly, but I'm not going to treat everyone the same. You can't treat AB the same as every other player. And if you thought that, if you thought that you were going to be able to bring AB in and you didn't know what you had, well, guess what, Mike Mayock? That's on you. And if I was John Gruden or if I was Mark Davis or if I was a fucking Oakland player or if I was an Oakland fan, I would be livid that this dude was my GM. Because in the span of two years, you've lost Khalil Mack and you've lost Antonio Brown. And those are two LeBron James caliber players on each side of the ball. If Oakland Raiders has had each of those two players, they're a completely different team. And you know why we lost them? At the end of the day, Mike Mayock's pride. That's why. So here's what I have to say about Mike Mayock. You know, if you really – I I really think that at the end of this season, unless a miracle happens and the Oakland Raiders get more than five wins, which I think is a big stretch looking at how that team seems right now. Um, I think there's big talk about him getting fired at the end of the season before they go to Vegas. If I was Mike Davis, I'd be considering it in a serious sort of way and, and figuring out who I can bring in that can handle these difficult personalities. because. What Bill Belichick and the Patriots has shown is the way to win is to figure out how to manage extremely talented but incredibly troubled and difficult players so that they can perform at their best for you on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. That's the message. The NFL has shown time and time again that that talent trumps character. It just, it's the way that it is. I wish that it was different, but it's not. If I'm going to sit here and preach about oh, how wrong it is, I should watch football because it's the way that it's been since the beginning of time. Um, so – you got to figure out what your goal is. Is the goal to win football games or is the goal to build culture? And if the goal is to build culture, there's nothing wrong with that. But then the mistake was signing Antonio Brown in the first place. Now your organization is a complete laughing stock. Mike Mayock, you're a total, you look like an even bigger idiot than you did before. And uh, AB comes out laughing. He gets to go to the Patriots and kick your ass twice a year, as well as the Steelers. He got exactly what he wanted the whole time. Did Mike Mayock? knowing everything that you know now, Mike, was the $50,000 fine worth it to set loose that dude to the Pats so that they could just dominate the league for however long all those dudes decide to play? Now, for sure, there's a chance that AB goes there and he fucks that up too, and it doesn't work. But if AB won't, if he can't make it in the Pats system, he won't be able to make it in any system. No team will be able to tolerate him. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know... Uh, Really, in summary, like my humble opinion, Mike, again, Mike Mayock is is completely to blame for this Raiders blow up for losing this player. He's probably, you know, in my opinion, he's one of the worst GMs in the league right now. Um, general managers come and go, man. Super Bowl stay forever, uh, and I think Mike Mayock lost sight of that.